It's Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Welcome inside on a football Friday as we round out September and week four of the NFL already underway and they say it's Dallas week. Good morning, everybody. I'm Chris Russell, a.k.a. The Rooster with Matt Essig on the other side of the glass. Pete on his way with the Naval Academy to Denver to play Air Force tomorrow. We'll have lots of college football. We'll have our Saturday six-pack picks and everything in between, plus a little Maryland-Michigan State preview in just a sec. We'll simulcast live an hour from right now with Sean and RJ, very popular morning show on our sister station, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. They talk to Jerry Jones every week. We're going to ask them about the whole Jerry Jones-Dan Snyder dynamic. We'll do that at 10 o'clock. But joining us right now out of the gates as he did last Thursday, today – It's a Friday, and that means, again, a football Friday and a good chance to catch up with our pal Kevin Sheehan, who just wrapped up his three-hour extravaganza here uh, on the Team 980 every Monday through Friday from 6 to 9. You hear Kevin, along with Denton Day as well, and you can check out his podcast, The Kevin Sheehan Show Podcast, which is excellent. Hello, Mr. Sheehan. How are you, sir? What's going on? The great Kevin Sheehan. I'm sorry. Stop doing that. The great Kevin Sheehan. Sorry. Hardly. I'm not even at home. Not even at home. About the only living thing in my home that enjoys my company is my dog. Um, but she's but she's wonderful. Can't wait to get home to her. Oh man! Uh, what's All right. up? I'll let you out of here. Uh, first no, of all, no, thanks. No, 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 I'm kidding. Thanks I'm, for doing I'm, this. I'm, I'm yours for as long as you need me. I appreciate you. Uh, so I just all right. So let's get rocking and rolling. Um, before we get to the Cowboys commanders, because I just heard your pick, which I, I, I got to say surprised me a little bit. We'll get there. Uh, I did not get to hear the beginning of your show with the Tuatunga Vialoa uh, fallout. Kevin, I, I, listen, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to play one. Here's what I know, okay? He wasn't diagnosed with a concussion on Sunday. Clearly, he was woozy, knocked down, knocked out, back on his knee, falling down, uh, zigzagging all over the place. My problem with all of this is not necessarily that he wasn't diagnosed with a concussion on Sunday through the concussion protocol, is that nobody with big boy pants on saw, you know what, that dude shouldn't be back in a game on on Sunday. He went back in the game, and then four days later, he's completely cleared, totally cleared, and takes a knockout blow last night. That's, to me, the bigger problem. How did you attack it this morning? Well, 
like you said, you're not a doctor, nor am I, and we don't have any of the information that all the people do. But apparently everybody on Twitter has got everything you need to know to <laughs> sue everybody and fire everybody. You know, I, I, I was reading something from a neurologist very early this morning. I, I, I saw what happened last night. It was not a good look for the NFL no. last night. You know, it's a Thursday game. They've been complaining about those the players have for years, even though they are getting a billion dollars from Amazon Prime. And oh, by the way, the players get 49% mm-hmm. of that billion dollars. Which which is um, why so, they play the Thursday night yes, games. Nobody's turning away a billion dollars exactly. a year from Amazon Prime. They're right. going to play these Thursday games. Uh, it was not a good look. Thursday game, short week. If you saw the play last week against the Bills, it looked like one of those plays all of us as sports fans have seen in every single sport. Oh, my God, he's dinged up. Got his bell rung, and he's wobbly and going back to the huddle. But he was cleared to come back in the game. They called it a back injury. He was cleared to play in last night's game. Now, there is the NFL PA investigation, which was not completed before last night. But what I was going to say to you is while everybody on Twitter is an expert when it comes to neurology um, and concussions, um, I was reading this thing from somebody earlier this morning that said a nerve-related back injury can cause you know, that wobbly kind of look that you got against the Bills the other day. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm like... I'm. I'll wait for all of the, you know, uh, the 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 because we're going to have you know a major investigation into this and it'll play out. By the way, with not much uh, fanfare because the games are being played right now. And when the games start Sunday, whether you were outraged by uh, outraged by it last night or you have a more sort of steady view of I don't really have enough information to have a strong opinion one way or the other, other than what I would say is it wasn't a good look for the league, whether or not that look was deserved or not, I, I, time will tell, I guess. But once the games start, people are into the games. They're into the betting on the games. They're into the fantasy football of the games. They're into the results of the games. And, you know, uh, we'll find out before Miami's next game, which doesn't come uh, until two weeks from Sunday, or a week from Sunday, excuse me, um, about two for for the next one. But, um, yeah, you know, putting those two images side by side last night, which was really scary, and then going back and, and watching him wobble around after a hit against Buffalo, uh, you know, is not a great look. But what were the reasons he was wobbling around last week? Um, I, you know, I don't know the answers to that definitively. Yeah, I, ne- neither do I. I just know common sense should tell us that he probably shouldn't have gone back in that game on Sunday, regardless of whether it was back, neck, head, whatever. Well, you had a an independent ne- neurosurgeon, neurologist, team doctors clear him. And when you say, you know, common sense, I don't know if it is common sense. Well, Again, there's a neurologist, you know, and I was reading it this morning, that says a lot of back-related nerve, right. when it's nerve-related back injury can cause that kind of wobbly response when you but get here's up. But here's so what I don't know. it may know. not have been a concussion on Sunday. Right, but here's what I don't know, Kevin, and, and to your point, absolutely, you're right. We don't know if it was a concussion. I, I'm not saying it was, but I don't know. I Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe all these independent neurologists and back specialists and, and team doctors and whatever can de- 
can determine, oh, it was a back nerve issue, not a concussion, nothing to do with the head whatsoever. Maybe that's possible. I don't know how they did that as quickly, apparently, as they may have done it or must have done it. I don't know. I, I'm, I, when I say common sense, I'm just like, okay, listen – Maybe he's passed the initial concussion protocol that we do on, uh, in the blue tent. Maybe that happened. But at some point, you got to almost exercise some sort of realistic common sense and say, okay, we're, maybe he passed this, but maybe we're missing something. Or maybe just for the sake of common sense and, and just decency, we need to slow down and really make sure he's okay. Now, listen, they didn't. He went right back in. I know he wants to play. I know that dude's tough. He's had a lot of injuries at Alabama, not so many in the NFL, which was, I thought, what he was going to catch up to him. I give Tua credit. I understand why he started last night. I get it. Uh, I am not a, like Chris. Uh, uh, Chris Nowinski was on the, on the junkies this morning, and he on Twitter basically saying Mike McDaniel should be fired. Uh, you know, I covered Mike McDaniel for four years. One of the I smartest. Don't know who that is? Who is Chris Nowinski? Uh, he's um, the former WWE wrestler turned brain concussion specialist, uh, mm-hmm. neurosurgeon. Anyway, just. That's who he is, okay? Um, so he he was blasting the NFL and the Dolphins before the game yesterday, saying there's Everybody no was. way there's no way Tua should play tonight because oh, you're saying you before know, the game he said exa- this. exactly, yeah. and then just okay. livid, up, you know, after the incident, right? So right. I, I guess as I circle around, what what I'm saying to you is, some people are calling for the head of Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel is simply, and, and we went through this, you and I went through this with Mike and, and RG3. Head coaches do not, they are not doctors. They are not specialists. They simply go by what the doctors and what the people that are in charge of the medicals tell them, right? I mean, that's fair. Like, Mike McDaniel shouldn't be fired because he started Tua last night or because uh, the, the, Tua went you, back you, in the game last Sunday. All of that talk, you really do just have to ignore. And I, I mean, I, 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 ca- I called it Twitter Hospital this morning because it yeah. really was. Fu- and it's funny to read all of this stuff. Nobody pretty much knows anything. Um, but they've got definitive, uh, you know, uh, opinions and, and they're ready to fire and sue everybody. Look, Here's the one thing I do know about concussions mm-hmm. because I had boys who played sports and I had, you know, boys who had a concussion or two. You know, a lot of the concussion, you know, figuring out is very, you know, it's very vague. It, it depends very much on the patient response and the patient telling you how they're feeling. And I understand that. But the actual NFL concussion protocol includes an independent neurologist that clears a player to go back into a game or clears a player to play in the following game if that system's flawed then fix the system yeah but he was cleared to go back in against buffalo and he was cleared to play in this game now the nfl pa is making a lot of Mm -hmm. of noise and they did you know launch an investigation which was not complete if you want to say that if the nfl pa launches an investigation into how a potential injury was handled and that player needs to be shelved until that investigation is over correct then then implement Lament that. Correct. You know, but but that's not part of the collective bargaining agreement. No. no. At this point. Apparently so, they uh, didn't even begin doing like the the interviews that they need to do yet before yeah. last night's game. Never right. mind sit him down and make sure that he doesn't play. And we all know Tua wants to play. 
We all know all of these, uh, most of these guys want to play. I thought the, I didn't see halftime, but apparently a lot of people told me that the TNF crew did not really do a good job or did not do a well, job handling it. they didn't really it. mention the Buffalo thing. Okay. They, they were very, very, you know, alarmed and 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 borderline, you know, very dramatically saddened right. by the injury. Um, it How was, did they not it, mention the Buffalo thing, though? Uh, but there was not a lot of discussion specifically about the Buffalo okay. thing during that halftime thing. During post game, you know, they, they did. Richard Sherman and, and Ryan Fitzpatrick right. and Tony Gonzalez mm-hmm. and Carissa Thompson as part of the crew, and and that was what the entire discussion was. Look, it was one of those you know injuries where you see the close up and you see no movement and you see these hands and these fingers in a position that people were weighing in on, and I don't know credibly or not about what that means, but he was cleared and he was discharged right. from the hospital right. last night. Which Thankfully. is another crazy thing. Another Thankfully. crazy well, thing. We, I don't know if it's crazy or not. Why I mean, would you know if it's I mean, crazy or not? You're guy, not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I, I, I know, but he was ragdolled. You know, I don't and think if he's in danger of, 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 of a serious medical condition, they're going to discharge him. I, 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 that would be my guess. I know, but, but then what flying know? This, two and a half hours at, at the elevation, you know, flying two and a half hours at the elevation and 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 the <laughs> and the proximity. I, I don't know. It just okay. doesn't seem to me. Chris Russell, ah! Dr. Russell, paging Dr. Russell stat. Can we get an Uber? <laughs> for uh, for Tua for to, a to, to, drive. to ride from Cincinnati through hurricane damage Florida back to his home uh, in Miami and Dade County. All right, paging, okay, paging Dr. Sheehan. Paging Dr. Sheehan. All right. Uh, uh, look, let, let me just, I want to be yeah. real clear about something, and I talked about this earlier. I just don't have any idea. I know this. It wasn't a good look for the NFL that, last that is, night. That is fair. I All also right. know this. That the games are going to be played on Sunday yes. and on Monday night, and by Monday, by Sunday afternoon, there's not going to be a lot of discussion about Tua, uh, especially since he is currently fair. discharged that's and fair. apparently okay. That's fair. now if he were still in the hospital and in serious condition, obviously there would be. Yeah, that no, that's fair. All right, we we need to move along because I want to get a couple of things in uh, before I get to Maryland, and I know you had uh, Mike Loxley on this morning. I highly encourage everybody to go back check it out on Rewind Team Nine Eighty theteam980.com or on Rewind on the Odyssey app uh, during Kevin's 7 o'clock hour uh, as Maryland hosts Michigan State. We'll get there in a sec, but I heard you pick the commanders at the end of the show. Yeah. I, listen, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to call you crazy because I don't think this is a special Dallas team by any means. Um, I guess let me ask it this way. What's What's the exact formula in your mind? Is it heavy Terry McLaurin early? Is it just simply not turning the ball over? Is it simply not getting ransacked, you know, nine times? What What is the formula, the precise formula from the mind of the diabolical Kevin Sheehan, the great Kevin Sheehan? All right, what is the you know, process? You, you just said something, by the way, that I, I didn't talk about this morning, mm-hmm. but good job for you for, for prompting a thought in the very mediocre mind of Kevin Sheehan. <laughs> the whole Terry McLaurin thing, yeah. it, I love Terry McLaurin. He's a really good player. Yeah. They paid him a lot of money. Yes, they did. They have a lot of of potential weapons that they can use offensively. I'm not a got to force it to your your star player. Got to force it to the guy you just paid all the money to. If he doesn't get a certain number of touches in the first quarter, well, it's negligence. No, it's not. You take what the defense gives you, and you try to move the football and score points. And if that means targeting Terry McLaurin 12 times, 14 times in a game, have at it. He's a really good player. If they are taking Terry McLaurin away and it's Dotson and Samuel or there's a 3-3-5 you know, defense you're facing like last week and you should be running 
the football and you should be running counter against that, do it that way. This team isn't good enough to just sit back with a quarterback and a receiver. Terry McLaurin's good. He's hardly like the best. You know, we're not talking about targeting Tariq Hill or Devontae Adams or even A.J. Brown. Like, you have to get the ball in their hands. So, I, I, that that's a bit, bit of a pet peeve for me. Right, Whatever well, it takes let, to let move me, let the football counter, let me, and score points, right, do it. F- fine. Let me counter that by asking this. Yeah. Here's my criticism of Scott Turner the last two weeks. I, I get everything that you're saying, and I'm totally with you, and you know how I feel about running the ball. And they did it successfully on first down last week in the first half and then just didn't do it enough, right? And they had no success on first down passing the football uh, in the game. But but let me ask you this. Is there a way that they could get Terry McLaurin more involved more early and targeted more early with slip screens, tunnel screens, uh, quick slants, uh, quick smokes, that type of thing? I'm not seeing enough of that. I'm seeing... Well, we'll go to the short passing game by necessity, not by design. Is that fair in your eyes? Well, I mean, I, I I think Scott Turner had one of the worst days he's had since he's been the offensive coordinator. I agree. It was dreadful last Sunday. I the agree. plan was bad, and it was, was not adjusted. They kept dropping the quarterback back. They couldn't protect him. He couldn't protect himself. People weren't necessarily getting open as quickly. The coverage was great. They were playing a really good team, too. I don't. Again, I wouldn't think about with Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Logan Thomas, Gibson, McKissick, and McLaurin. I wouldn't think in terms of a game plan of all right, we got to get Terry five touches in the first quarter. I would be thinking, what does the defense do? What are they going to take away from us? We've got many places to go if they do. Should Terry be a part of big every every game plan? Of course he should be. But he shouldn't be a part of every game plan where it's like, come hell or high water, he's so great. And, you know, you, we, we've seen this before, like with great players, really good teams figure out a way, even when they're bracketed and doubled, to get him the ball. But you don't have to do that on this team. And he's really good, but he's not. You know, he's not the upper five, six guys in the league that you have, you know, like a, a, a Tariq Hill or a Devontae Adams or, right. you know, uh, some of these guys were when they had the ball in their hands, look out. I like Terry a lot. Get him the ball, but not at the exclusion of going where the ball should take you because Dotson with the ball in his hands is electric. Yeah, so is I agree. Samuel. And by the way, you know, uh, Scott Turner's just got to figure out a way where they, you know, they're not. The, the the quarterback isn't under siege and the quarterback isn't asked. But that's just um, my to make but too that's many just my point, here. Kevin. Whether, it whether it's Terry McLaurin, whether it's Jahan Dotson, whether it's Curtis Samuel, like there was a quick passing game element to the Jacksonville attack in the first yeah. two drives Didn't that just that hasn't been there. Well, no. not only last week, but it wasn't there against Detroit either. Yeah. And it's and, only and, it's only by necessity. like there was a sequence where he underthrew, I think it was Logan Thomas on the in the right flat and and then overthrew Jahan on the on the left side. They're, like short passes are either inaccurate or it's almost like you, you know how like they used to call Kirk Cousins, and you know this, Captain Checkdown, whatever, and, and and we oh well, I don't want to check down this. I'm talking about natural running back screens, quick hitch stuff. Uh, smoke screens, tunnel screens, that type of thing, to get the ball out of his hands quick, to not put the pressure on the offensive line, to get it in the hands of your ball of, of your playmakers, whether it's again Jahan, Terry, Logan, whatever. Even the Dallas Goddard touchdown last week, my God, it was I formation play action and a 
backdoor tight end screen. That's all it takes. Get rid of the damn ball. And don't ask your team to do what they can't do. And sometimes, and Jay used to do this, and uh, and, and, and Scott did, did it the last two weeks. They, it's almost like they don't understand what their team can't do. And they want to do what they want to do and what they think they can do as opposed to what they what their team can't do, and it's just a mess. All right, real quickly, because I'm running out of time, and I, I know you got to run. Mike Loxley was your guest this morning. Maryland with a huge home game, 3.30 tomorrow, uh, in College Park against Michigan State. Pete and I talked about this game yesterday. Uh, I, 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 have Mich- I, I mean, I have Maryland covering the number, winning. Um, is, is this a similar spot to – and it's not the same. Iowa last – year Friday night Penn State no. a couple of years ago like no. do, or or do, well all right let me ask it better this is a must win game for Maryland if Maryland's for real right uh, well i i mean it's certainly a big opportunity for them they played really well last week they were on the unfortunate end of a couple of really bad decisions not to replay some interceptions for whatever reason but you know they didn't uh they were right there with Michigan, the number four team, and one of the you know toughest venues in the country to play. Michigan State, you know, they had Kenneth Walker Jr. last year, who was just sensational. Uh, Peyton Thorne's a good quarterback; I like him. But they they got run by mm-hmm. Washington. They, they got did. run by Minnesota. Um, and you know, tomorrow I would expect Mel Tucker's team to be in that kind of where Washington is right now, like back into a corner, have to come out and, and play like Maryland's going to get Michigan state's best, but here, and I've been saying this since the summer, Maryland has incredible skill position talent. They are explosive as hell on offense. The quarterback who is, you know, Tua Tungavailoa's brother, Leah, uh, Leah Tungavailoa is a good quarterback. Now, he was banged up last week. Hopefully, he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Rakeem Jarrett, one of their really good wide receivers, is banged up. Hopefully, both of those guys are a go. Um, and if they are, I think Maryland's going to be able – now, the weather's, you know, the wind and whatever it could be a yeah, factor. that's going to be dicey. But, you know, if all things being equal, I would think that Maryland's got a chance to put 31-plus – uh, up on Michigan State, and that that would be enough to win the game. And to accentuate your point about the weather, and I don't know how it's going to be, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be good, the fact that Maryland can run the ball and be physical this year is a big sign for a day like tomorrow, at yeah, least in my Yeah, but they're really good at, at the horizontal game, too. They're that's really fair. good at what you want to see You know, uh, Scott Turner yeah, call a fair. lot of. You know, getting fair. the ball out and, and letting their playmakers make plays. But yes, they can run the football. Their offensive line is the best one they've had in a while under Loxley. Um, and uh, But they're really, really tough to check because you don't know what's coming next. Uh, Enos is doing a great job calling the offense and calling plays. They haven't really hit their stride yet, Chris, in terms of what I think they can really be offensively, and maybe we won't see it tomorrow with a lot of wind and a lot of rain, but they've got a chance to be, and they are, one of the the better offensive teams in America and one of the top three or four offensive teams in the Big Ten. And yeah, this stretch of Michigan State and the next week at home against Purdue before they go Indiana-Northwestern, they got a chance for one of their best starts since the Freegian era, um, which would be really exciting for those of us that are into Maryland football. The great Kevin Sheehan joining us in the leadoff spot. Now go home to your dog.
All right, Dr. Russell, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Have Appreciate a good weekend, that. buddy. That's Kevin Sheehan. Of course, make sure you listen to him Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. preceding us and leading into Russell and Medhurst here on the Team 980, also the Kevin Sheehan podcast. Uh, excellent, excellent stuff. Always love talking to my guy, Kevin Sheehan. All right, so Dr. Russell apparently is in the house. Kevin did not think highly of what my analysis, my spin was. Listen, I'm not a doctor. I'm not here to tell you I am. But here's the big question at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Looking back, knowing what we know now, not being doctors, should Tua Tungavailoa be – should he have played last night? Should he have been allowed back in the game last Sunday? Should he have played last night? Should he have been allowed back in the game last Sunday – Knowing that we're all not doctors and knowing that we're all not concussion specialists, and if any of you are out there, please call us, 301-230-0980. Tell Matt we'll get you to the front of the line, 301-230-0980. If you know anything about the back nerve pain thing that Sheehan was talking about, by all means, like again, we'll play amateur doctors to a point, but this is a opinion feel common sense debate should Tua Tungavailoa have been playing last night so that he actually did suffer a concussion and the brutal hit and get carried out on a stretcher and looking back to Sunday because we haven't had a chance to really talk about it much with everything going on around here should he have been allowed back in with what you saw Last Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. 301-230-0980. That's how we start on a Friday. Right here, Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and always live on the free Odyssey app. It was a scary moment. He uh, was uh, evaluated for for concussion, and he's in the concussion protocol. He was at he was at the hospital. I believe he's about to get discharged. It was uh, yeah that that was an emotional moment. That is not part of the deal that anyone signs up for, even though you you know it's a possibility in football to have something that you have to get taken off. Stretcher. It's very scary. And, um, you know, you hear people say, oh, injuries are part of the game. That's part of the game. That's the part of the game that sucks. You know, you know it's fun to compete. It's fun to score touchdowns and make plays. But that's the, it's that one side of the game that, that, that really sucks. For me, as long as I'm coaching here, if there's it, you know, I'm not going to fudge that whole that whole situation if there's any any sort of inclination that someone has a concussion they go into concussion protocol and it's very strict people don't vary or stray we don't mess with that never have and i as long as i'm a head coach that will never be um, an issue that you guys have to worry about i'm seeing that um, i feel very bad for him and i'm praying for you too uh, so is our team Team as well. I don't think that his an, an injury from last week made him made him fall the same way this week. But yeah, I, I, I do not have any absolutely zero 
patience for or will ever put a player in a position to, for them to be in harm's way. Production there by uh, Matt Essig. Good piece of production is what he wanted to say. Um, but uh, And we heard from Mike McDaniel there and uh, a couple of other voices that uh, I wasn't exactly sure. Maddie, did you have the uh, list of what else you put in there? Yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike McDaniel, McDaniel, definitely. Uh, Mixon and Bridgewater. Oh, Joe Mixon. Okay, I yeah. couldn't figure out the Bengal player uh, and Teddy Bridgewater, who, of course, uh, replaced uh, Tua via Loa. All right, so, uh, and, of course, Al Michaels with the play-by-play call, Thursday Night Football on Amazon. So thanks to uh, all of them. Good piece of production there uh, by Matt. As we kind of react to what we all saw last night or what many of us saw last night. I'm assuming if you uh, didn't see it live, you've seen video of it by now. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't, whatever. Tuatunga Vailoa was knocked silly last Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. Many of you have seen that by now. If you haven't, go back and watch it. It's easy to find. He was woozy, he fell down, he got back up, he shook his head, cobwebs, all that stuff, right? Again, I'm not a neurosurgeon, not a doctor, not an, a specialist, not by any means. I mean, I try to be a common sense practicalist, if that makes sense. I try and use common sense, okay? Tuatunga Vailoa was not only not diagnosed with a concussion last Sunday, but he was cleared to return to the game. He was not diagnosed with a concussion last Sunday. He was last night. He was not last Sunday. Now, again, I I am not going to be one of these dum-dums out there that is going to scream and tell you I know more than independent neurologists and full-team doctors and physicians. Okay? Not going to tell you that. However... However, what I am saying is, in my opinion, in my opinion, the Miami Dolphins should have exercised more caution last Sunday with Tua's return, which was quick. They should have exercised more caution because sometimes symptoms or problems or issues don't show up right away. That was last Sunday. In a way, very, very, very different and independent from yesterday or last night because, again, and I'm just trusting the medical doctors and the NFL protocols and the independent neurologists that are on site, because he wasn't diagnosed with a concussion on Sunday, and all I can do is based on, again, the experts that are there and that know way more than me or you. The only thing I could have asked Mike McDaniel and the Miami Dolphins to do last Sunday that was different was, again, exercise more patience, exercise more caution. Don't just put him back in there. No matter what Mike McDaniel just said, and I love Mike McDaniel. I I partied with Mike McDaniel. I mean, he's like, I love the guy. Love him, love him, love him. I think he's one of the smartest dudes I've ever worked with. Um, he, Again, he went to Yale. I just talk to anybody. They all love Mike McDaniel. And trust me, I, I again, I do too. This is common sense. I know Kevin shot back at common sense, but I'm going to say it. Common sense tells me that maybe, just maybe, we could have exercised a little more caution last Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. Maybe. Now, in terms of being cleared to play last night, 
I would have been better with the decision to clear him to play last night if they would have exercised more caution on Sunday against the Bills. But because they didn't then, and because teams don't really practice Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday for a Thursday night game, and you had travel, yes, they had a walkthrough at the Cincinnati Stadium and it made Twitter and all this stuff. And yes, you don't have to practice to have concussion symptoms. I have to trust that Tuatunga Vailoa did not have headaches, did not have neck pain, did not have dizziness, did not have whatever symptoms we're looking for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Assuming that he was checked every day. Now, because he wasn't in the concussion protocol, I assume that he wasn't checked round the clock, but they probably checked in with him once a day, twice a day, I don't know, um, just around the facility, whatever it might be. But because they rushed him back on Sunday, not knowing exactly what the problem was, and we all saw the hit, and we all saw the aftermath, I tend to believe that the Dolphins doctors, the experts, the neurosurgeons, the concussion specialists, the uh, medical experts, okay, who know far more than me, far more than me, probably if they aired anywhere, it was a rush to get Tua back on the field. That's it. A rush to get to it. Not that they are dumb. Not that they are stupid. Not that they are ignorant. Not that they didn't care about the protocols. No. It's human nature. The player wants to play. The team wants to win. Last Sunday was a last Sunday was 10 times the game that last night was. But you knew, you knew. When Tua Tungavailoa was put back into that game last Sunday against the Bills and finished the game, you knew that he was playing last night. So again, the decision last Sunday, I think, still trumpets, trumpets, trumps the decision to start him and play him last night. And obviously, again, I don't I, I want to believe that they wouldn't have, that they wouldn't have played him last night or started him last night if there wasn't if there if there was any doubt in their mind about a concussion a back nerve pain whatever i have to believe that i, I mean like I, I know teams are nefarious in their methodologies and certainly the dolphins have done some weird ass things in general that have broken the rules over and over and over again but i have to believe that they wouldn't put Tua, who's rocking, in a game that doesn't mean as much as last Sunday did. I have to believe that they wouldn't have done that without having 100% or as close to 100% full confidence that he was fine. Again, maybe they missed something. Maybe they were wrong. Maybe they were negligent. Maybe I'm having too much faith. 
But the for me, the real decision was rushing him back last Sunday in a must-win game, in a must-have game, divisional game. They hadn't beaten the Bills in, in forever, uh, at home, what have you. They were getting their asses handed to them. Uh, the Bills were on the field all game, blah, 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 blah. That was the real decision. Not last night. The real decision was last Sunday. What do you think? 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Tell you what, let's hit the... Trending alert, and then we'll come right back to you on the phones. And I see you guys all lined up. Jeff, Skip, um, i got to turn my monitor here because my eyesight is not good. Kermit, uh, we will get to you guys. 301-230-0980. Sean and RJ from 105.3 The Fan in Dallas coming up at 10 o'clock. We'll do a little crosstalk simulcast for Dallas Week. Cowboys and the Commanders. All of that to come, plus all of your phone calls all morning on this football and fellowship Friday on the Team 980 and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, as we've been talking about all morning, the fallout from the Tuatunga-Vailoa decision and a concussion being knocked out on a stretcher. We all saw the hand thing. Uh, he was cleared by medical experts at the hospital in Cincinnati, flew home reportedly. The team said that uh, as well last night, overnight with the Miami Dolphins. We will see what comes in the next few days and weeks. Of course, the NFLPA not happy at all and fully doing a – examination into what happened both last Sunday and, of course, Thursday, if you missed any of our initial thoughts, plus our conversation with Kevin Sheehan, hit the Odyssey Rewind feature on the Team 980. Meanwhile, again, Cowboys Commanders coming up this Sunday, 1 o'clock, AT&T Stadium. You know the black uniforms will be in full effect. The Commanders getting a little bit more healthy uh, as they were able to get Charles Leno back at practice yesterday. Uh, Wes Schweitzer still dealing with a concussion. Uh, they did get James Smith-Williams uh, back on a limited basis. And here's the good news. Benjamin St. Just, Daniel Wise, Casey Tuhill, and William Jackson III were all full go on Thursday. We will see what their practice statuses are for later on today out in Ashburn. And that's what's trending. All right, right back with you here on the Team 980 on a football Friday. Chris Russell, a.k.a. the Rooster. Pete on his way to Denver to call the Navy football Air Force game tomorrow morning. Make sure you give that broadcast a listen. We will have Maryland-Michigan State tomorrow right here on the Team 980. You heard from Mike Loxley during the 7 o'clock hour with Kevin. If you missed that, again, hit the Odyssey Rewind feature. Kevin joined us to start the show. We'll do a live simulcast with 105.3 The Fan in Dallas coming up in about 15 minutes. So make sure you stay tuned for that with the great Sean and RJ. Uh, we will get to your calls in a sec, but first, just crossing the wire uh, or Twitter. Uh which has replaced the wire uh, for you fantasy guys out there, gamblers, what have you, the early Sunday morning game. That's right. We're back to the early Sunday morning stuff. I think it's in London. I'm not sure. London, Denmark. I don't care. Uh, the NFL can kiss all the, you know, kick all the rocks. I don't care about their international bull crap. Uh, either way, they're playing this game overseas. Okay. Uh, Andy Dalton is going to uh, start for the New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston is doubtful, uh, according to head coach Dennis Allen. And Michael Thomas already, who missed like all of last year and part of the year before, 
already is out and has been ruled out. Again, Winston has not been ruled out. He's doubtful. Uh, and Dalton very likely to start. I shouldn't say that he will definitely start, but very likely to start. So there you have that. Minnesota, New Orleans, Andy Dalton looks like very much like the starter, and Michael Thomas definitively uh, is out for the Saints. All right, back to the Tua situation. Uh, I'm going to hit the phones right here, right now. Uh, I believe my guy Jeff, yes, Jeff, the big Bengals fan who is so loyal to us, was at the game last night. Jeff, what did you see from your perch uh, at what at Paycor Stadium in the Natty? Well, it was it was kind of a tale of, of three games, Chris. You know, you got new uniforms, record crowd, the place at, at kickoff. I've never heard it that loud. Uh, you know, we, we lose the toss, drive downfield, blah, 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 blah. And then Tua gets hurt, and all the life just comes out of the building. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it came through on TV. When they were wheeling him off on the stretcher, there were some pretty loud chants of Tua yeah, it, going it around did. the building. It did. And, I mean, I, they showed no replays in the stadium. I'm texting all my buddies. I'm like, is he moving? What's going on? It, it was pretty damn terrifying, to be honest with you, it, it's particularly given last Sunday. And then, you know, the game resumes, and, of course, our coach has some bonehead play calls, and Joe finally started playing a little bit better in the third quarter, and we got the win. But I, that was a very, very – weird situation last night and you know university of cincinnati trauma center is a top place in the country that's where ryan shazier was taken to begin the stabilization process that's led to his recovery and um they it, it was just you kind of felt the air go out of the stadium completely and it took a while to get it back i mean obviously the bengals had to start playing better right for that to happen but it was it was really surreal on the field. No, there's no there's no doubt. And it was surreal watching the game. And I fell asleep for a little while in the third quarter because uh, I was just exhausted and then woke up. And it still felt surreal. Like, And I felt like bad tweeting about the game. Like when Burrow makes that big play to Jamar Chase late in the game, just north of the two-minute warning, when everybody's thinking they're going to run, run out the clock, whatever, you know, I, I kind of felt weird sending out a tweet of like, hey, that's, you know, a great call, yes, by Zach Taylor. But more importantly, like, it, it, it could be a great call all you want. You need somebody that can execute, and Joe Cool did. Uh, and that's a big win, obviously, for the Bengals. I, I was surprised a little bit, to be honest with you, that they struggled as much as they did to put away the uh, Dolphins, being that the Dolphins had been on the field for so long just last Sunday and had played so many plays. Uh, but again, you know, look, look, this isn't a perfect league, and now they're 2-2 two and two with two wins in five days, and separating the two aside from a football perspective, I don't want to say the Bengals Bengals are absolutely back because, again, it's a long way to go. But I'm sure you feel this way. It's like, okay, quarter pole of the season-ish and 2-2. Two and two, It could be worse, could be better. Lots of things to improve, but at least they're 2-2 two and two and not 1-3 and three or 0-4. Oh, and four. oh, absolutely. And I think the Ravens have KC or Tampa this weekend, and then next Sunday night is Bengals at Ravens. Right. Um, we have the mini-bye week this week. Everybody can get healthy. What we need to do is our head coach needs to give up the play calling uh, aspect of the game. Um, once again, last night, we, we have fourth and one, and for like the 15th time in the last three years, he tries to run a sweep to the short side of the field. I mean, I, I don't know if this came through on TV or not. There was some 
pretty loud booing going on in that stadium mm. at one point in mm. time last night. And, um, you know, we have Joe Burrow, we have T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd, and Mixon is clearly struggling. Right. Um, that, they've, they've started to do more play action. They're getting Joe out of the pocket. He's using his legs. And he was off by a hair last night, too. He missed some throws he normally wouldn't miss. Um, but I think, yeah, I feel I feel really good. I'll be in Baltimore next Sunday. I feel really good going into Baltimore. Um, and we get a weekend to just watch everybody beat each other up. There you go. Safe travels, my friend. Good to hear from you. Thanks for the first-hand perspective. Appreciate it, Jeff, as always. Let's squeeze in Skip in D.C. here before the top of the hour and our cross-talk, uh, if you will, with Sean and RJ from 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. What's up, Skip? Thanks for hanging in there. How are you? I'm good, Russell, and I'm totally on your side. Look, I like Kevin, but I think sometimes we get way too invested in this entertainment product known as the NFL. And if you just look objectively at the whole situation, from the time the video showed the hit last Sunday, how he hit his head, and then wobbled, that was the key indicator – The NFL is supposed to have video monitors to look at stuff like that to make sure that all the evidence of a possible concussion is there. And it was so obvious. It was so obvious, Russell. As Mm -hmm. you said, it's common sense. He should not, and it was a Thursday game. This is a perfect storm, a Thursday game. So you don't have time to really recover, even if there's a question mark. The smart thing would have been to just not play him. Just don't take any chances. But now we have a a major scandal. To me, this is an inflection point because I heard a neurologist say last night he should not play for the rest of the year. After suffering two concussions Mm -hmm. in five days, if he he cannot have a third, that is life-threatening, if not already life-threatening situation for him. His life could already be ruined. With well, two concussions in five days. You know, That's how serious this is. You know, it's an interesting point, Skip, but I appreciate you, man, uh, and I appreciate the support. Uh, but I, I will point out, okay, again, not an expert, not a doctor. You aren't either. He wasn't actually, rightly or wrongly, he wasn't actually diagnosed with a concussion last Sunday. So we can't just run around saying he's had two concussions because we he all we could do is take the medical experts and unless they're covering up something, he wasn't actually diagnosed with a concussion or unless they missed something last Sunday. So that's what I'll say. All right, coming up, we're going to go down to Dallas. We're going to do a two-station, two-talk show, Commanders-Cowboys simulcast with Sean and RJ, the great morning show from our sister station, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. That is straight ahead. It's Dallas week, some of you may have heard. We are with you on the Team 980 and always live on the free Odyssey app.